previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing I'm Sorry, Did You Say Street Magic? by Caro Surgeon. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. I'm sorry, did you say street magic? <laughs> I can't help it. I want to do it every time. <laughs> I love how proud of yourself you were. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say street magic is a city building story game. We take turns exploring our city. By the end of the game, we will have created a place that none of us could have imagined alone. Our agenda as players is to create a vibrant and multifaceted city, to fill that city with life and personality, and to expand on each other's ideas together. I'm Mac. You can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. Oh, uh, hi. I'm Caro. You can find me at C Excursion, spelled S-E-A Excursion, uh, on Twitter, Patreon, and itch.io. Uh, my name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Little Lady Mab. And hi, I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at S-A-K-L-O. So the first part of creating our city is establishing its tone, the color and texture of the setting we want to explore. As a table, let's decide on three adjectives that will set the mood of our city. So it sounds like we're leaning toward, um, is this kinetic, warm, and either bright or airy? Was that correct? Uh, bright. Let's go with bright, bright yeah. Let's go with bright. I have a, I have a pitch, because I feel like we haven't done this in a while on this show. Urban fantasy? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> We now return to your game already in progress. us with this event let's go with an event well you know what any good theme about fashion has to have a fashion show yeah fashion yeah. Week. Uh -huh. yes oh let's go let's do this shit. fashion week baby so obviously the braided path is uh, a hustle and a bustle a little hive of activity because everyone's coming to get the last-minute finishing touches or just the right fabric. The docks are going to be busy because everyone's coming in from across the shore with their own fabrics and uh, so on and so forth. And let's let's get started. What What is happening in Fashion Week? Just everything. What is hip-hop happening? <laughs> um... So yeah, I think it's probably, I don't know if it's in the, the bones of the Donnybrook uh, or if it has its own little setup. Because I also kind of like the image of it uh, passing through the, like, through the garden as like the catwalk type of thing or like even through Twilight Mart. It's just like all over the city. Is it like a parade? Yeah, I like that. Um, it's kind of like the Rose Parade, but for fashion. Ooh. Mm. 
And so, oh, now I'm just thinking about marching bands. Um, yeah, that's what's happening first is the fashion week. The fashion week parade. Mm. And so I think like each day it goes through like a different part of the city. Um, since it's an entire week, why not? Very good. Very good. Oh, is it my turn first to to be the voice mm. of the yeah. forgetting turn order? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like waiting for somebody else to go because it's just like this rules. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to ask: Is any you know the the kind of thing is like thinking about you know equity and stuff again? Is like who is able to participate in this parade? You know, is it? all of the is it is like anybody who wants to or is it like high flying like like the kind of like like couturiers type of stuff that makes sense is that a rhetorical question or you're asking i don't know i i i guess it's open-ended it could be answered or it could be like a a question even in the city of like who is participating in this um i've got maybe not a full answer but part of an answer to that um, with showcasing a consequence, I think that as the parade is going through the garden, you know, it starts out with a lot of kind of high couture uh, with with folks who are, you know, paid their registration fees and, and filed and, and tried to get everything kind of in order for kind of the formal parade. But as the, the formal parade kind of is continuing, I think there's, you know, uh, a couple werewolves who are showing up, like, really well-dressed. And then a couple more. And more and more, and I think the den has shown up in full force. Oh, bless them. Full fashionable force. <laughs> full fashionable force with these just stunning plant-based, like, flower-based, yes. vegetation-based outfits. Like, it like looks like, oh, this is a dress that's made out of you know sunflowers or there's there's plants that are actually growing that are braided together or woven together and it's like oh i think a lot of people they think there's there's some sentiment in the city that people didn't necessarily consider that a lot of the members of the den have an eye for aesthetics you know most of the time they spend their time uh tending the gardens but no, they they have like a a really good. They've been paying attention. They've been paying attention, and they have a really good sense of fashion, and they have a really good sense of you know which plants look good together and go together, and how to tailor that to an outfit just as well as a garden. Excellent. That's what I was hoping for. Yes. Fuck yes. Mac. Um. So I'm thinking about a consequence, which is I'm thinking about a trend that gets really popular in the city as a result of this fashion show. And I am wondering, I, I would like to open it up to the floor because I have a lot of ideas banging around in my head and I can't put a finger on any of them to put them into words. So if anyone has an idea of something, something a little different that could become a popular trend following this fashion show. Um, my mind, unfortunately, 
went somehow to Tamagotchis. Oh my god. How did that- I don't know how. How did it get to Tamagotchi? I don't know. I was thinking about technology, and then somehow I just started thinking about Tamagotchis. Oh my god. I love it. Is it, like, you know how, like, there's there's digital fabric where it's right. like, oh, you can yeah. show the pixels? Ooh, Is it, like, virtual I think, clothes? Like, yeah, like, I'm just imagining, like, some, like, little kid in, like, elementary school, because that's when, you know, they were popular, is just, like, playing with their Tamagotchi on their skirt. And it's just, like, feeding their Tamagotchi, like, during class, just on their skirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Teacher's gonna hate it, but, you know. It starts raining and you pull on a poncho and the poncho has little pixels of rain that are also falling down as well. Or you have like your little digital garden on your poncho and now you can water your plants. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. This is good. I, I want this fashion. I I do love this idea of this like animated virtual clothing. It's really good. It's really, really good. Mab, I think you close out the the event. Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. There we go. Um, let's see. I think just kind of like the way, I mean, part of the way that it's changed is that like fashion itself has changed because originally the braided path was where you would go for all of your fabric and fashion needs. And now everyone's just like, oh, but wait the garden or oh but wait the magic tech plaza can also help us with that and so it's just the way that that has been extended and i think especially in the garden itself um and so the the way that the neighborhood or the way that the city has changed as i've gone ahead and added another true name to the garden and that's the perfect bloom for every occasion mm. oh i love that and then the second half of the event is that emergence of fashion subcultures from Magitech to floral. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. It's now my turn. Yeah. How are we feeling? Are we feeling good? Do we want to keep going? I am ready to continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were saying before, Caro, when you stepped off mic, that we'll do, we'll close out with Sam's round. That makes sense. Perfect, yeah. Um, if we are closing out with this round, um, sometimes when I play, I like to let the last compass be kind of a free for all. But if you've got a particular compass in mind, Sam, I mean, I was gonna, I was thinking about like something like you know, finding the light in the darkness, like or like finding the Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> okay, first of all, I've never <laughs> played a Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts game before, so I don't know if that's a thing. Like, I was thinking about our. Um, that's the theme of the whole franchise. Fuck. Okay. Well, I was thinking about. <laughs> no, we can still. That's do why it. Kales and I are always joking about it. I was thinking about uh, so below and thinking about how like dark good, light bad type stuff. But also, I don't mind making it just a free for all. I mean, that's a that's a very broad theme, or like it's a theme that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. So yeah, so it, I think that that works pretty well as kind of a free for all sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to go first, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> hmm. I mean, like, the obvious choice for for me to start with is going with the Twilight Market and thinking about, you know, the kinds of vendors that only exist 
during the nighttime in the Twilight Market. Mm. Like, that's when all the fucking, like, the vampires come out and do their sell- selling stuff. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I was literally just thinking to myself, why have we not put vampires into this Yeah, world? just <laughs> thinking about, like, the kinds of, like, vampire artisans. I guess this would maybe be a landmark. Would it be a... Do you think I should introduce a specific character or do a landmark with that? Sam. You're asking me to put Garion in here, Just, I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Garion, but the thing is, is that Garion needs to go in the braided path more than in, I was like, yeah. in, more than in the, the Twilight Market. Yeah, fair enough. You can do whatever you want. It was just a thought. I mean, it still it still applies yeah. because, like, you know, Garion would be uh, an an after dark <laughs> type of character. Yeah, sure. I'll put yeah. him into I'll put him into the name of the braided path. Uh, character. Oh, gotta put that in all caps. Garion's here. Garion's here now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that means that Ruben has to be. Here <laughs> I love that they're that they're tied up like that now. Garion is the only person that Ruben trusts with that code. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Um, I mean, Ruben obviously lives in the garden. Yeah. No. No. Wait. Hold on a second. No. <laughs> Ruben doesn't live with the other werewolves? <laughs> no. <laughs> Too much risk of blowing up the plants. Oh, no. The plants. <laughs> I bet they tried and they got yeah, kicked out. Yeah, for sure. Uh... Pernens is he him? Um, I mean, if we want to play out a little vignette of a scene, as yeah, I was just gonna say, I was like, we can just yeah, do this, you know, Garion bustling around his little shop as the as the sun starts going down. Garion is uh, as a character. A lot of my intent with him as being a tailor has always been uh, he's a tailor who, for those of you who haven't listened to our previous episodes or and for Caro. For the for the audience and for Caro, if you haven't listened to the episodes that Garion was in. <laughs> for people who have no context for Garion. So Garion is a character I invented many, many years ago. But in this setting, as a tailor, he's very about, like, adaptive tailoring, about creating clothing to fit the particular needs of a particular person. Uh, and when that comes to, like, fantasy settings, it's very much about, like, okay, so you have wings. How are we going to adapt your clothing to make it so you can put it on and off? without like destroying it or okay so you've got a tail which means that there needs to be a hole in the back of your pants but also we don't want your pants to fall down so how does that work you know all this sort of like a very like he's a he's like an adaptive tailor for non-humans and he's like 400 years old but he looks like 21 not nah, fucking he looks like 19 still um he's, he's a, a baby. baby but he's like a old baby He's, like, young by vampire standards, yeah. but, like, looks, also looks very, very young by, like, not vampire yeah. standards. Old Baby is one of his true names now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, and, yeah, so you just, as a vignette, I get... I would love, I would love if there was someone else in the shop when Ruben comes in. <laughs> If someone else would like to be in the shop when Ruben comes in, please. Would anybody else like to play a character who is already in the shop? Or the world. I don't care. Um, yes. I think you just got, like, you'll have, like, a tiny, like, not a tiny, but, like, a a fairly, like, petite little imp just kind of, like, browsing around and 
a customer that you have had in before, but she is also very persnickety and Mm -hmm. is coming back because it didn't work last time and uh, I'm here to get it fixed again. And she's just waiting for you to to fix it. Like, obviously, right now. What is she trying to get fixed? (laughs) Just, like, a, a dress that had been tailored previously that she like doesn't like the hemline of anymore or like yeah, yeah. it's just it just doesn't agree with her okay <laughs> you know so Garion's probably doing like a couple of like little like you know he's pinning stuff and showing it to her in the mirror and then like pinning stuff again differently because she didn't like it that time you know yeah she she doesn't she'll just kind of like hmm and you're like oh that she does not like this you know making continued adjustments this is this is just like not gonna pan out in the way that I want it to. <laughs> uh, Caro, do you have any details you'd like to add? Um, I would love to know, like, what is there a particular type of fabric that Garion has on display? Are are there you know patterns or colors that uh, he kind of is, tends to draw to in his sensibility? He tends to draw from a lot of jewel tones. He really likes the like very like the like bright but deep type of jewel tones and the kind of he's also he's a big fan of like picking colors adaptive for the lighting one of my favorite concepts is like if you've got clothing that's meant to be seen it's only ever going to be seen under torchlight or candlelight you pick a lot brighter colors because they show up as jewel tones then like you pick some like Mm. god-awful like bright teal that like would look fine to us nowadays but like you know, is like weird and like kind of gross looking is like a like that's like so bright. But you look at it under like under like torchlight and it's like this beautiful deep color. So he's he also does a lot of like that mm. kind of work for the kind of people like himself who only ever really work at night. Mm-hmm. The other question that I have, which is just very important to me, is does he have music on while he works or like what what's the what's the ambiance what's the sound in inside this taylor shop so part of me wants to be like oh of course it's like classical music like his favorite stuff from like the like the baroque period from when he lived through it or whatever but part of me also wants it to be like trashy pop music in this like very old-fashioned <laughs> taylor shop <laughs> it's like trashy pop music like in, in like like fucking carly ray jepsen type stuff <laughs> good incredible I thank love, you i love my dumb trash baby so much I do I do also love this idea that I have, which is that Ruben comes banging into the shop and goes, Oh, so I hear you took my advice in music. <laughs> <laughs> Darian's just like Beg your pardon? Excuse me? Hello? I'm working with a customer right now. Oh. And he sort of like 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 moves his hands and like a get 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 out. Don't scare away my fucking customers. <laughs> maybe he maybe he tailors his music tastes towards like who's in the shop at the time (laughs) Mm. Mm. that's a thought (laughs) is it like is it like a magical stereo that tailors towards who's in the shop at the time um i was gonna say it's like it's like you know when a lift driver has like like 10 different like playlists that they choose depending on who gets into their car Yes, it's like that, mm-hmm. but it's magical. So he can it's tell like it's, a, it's, a, it's like a fucking magical uh, Amazon Echo or whatever, where you just tell yeah. it to pick a particular playlist or particular like mood, and it'll play. 
Yeah. Um, I think that I think that Ruben is walking with their cane today. <laughs> Cause the leg is a lot. Um for those of you who don't know anything about Reuben Murdoch, they are a werewolf, they are an asshole, they have one silver leg, and they constantly look like their science experiments have gone wrong. Remember when I said uh, people who don't work in the plaza sometimes do science? Yeah. <laughs> you were thinking of Reuben. Reuben's mm. one of them. You get a Reuben. Um, I think I I think they have a bag over one wrist that has a Reuben sandwich in it because I think that's funny. That's always funny. <laughs> I think they come mm-hmm. to lunch. Well, I, and it's funny because every time they come to Garyan's shop, they bring lunch. It's like it's like eight p.m. Why are you here with your lunch? <laughs> Reuben has no sleep schedule to speak of. So yeah, no. Um, and Reuben's like, I may. I've wrecked the coat again, but you're with a customer, so I will just go sit in the back room with my sandwich and wait. If you get anything on any of the fabrics back there, I will be murdering you. Yes, yes. You say this every time, and I have yet to get any sauerkraut on any of your sa- on any of your fabrics. Any of my sandwiches, huh? So. Any of your sandwiches. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Go, go hang out in my apartment. I don't care. Because, like, the back room is, like, the stairs up to Garion's house. Like, he lives here. Oh, Ruben's gonna go sit on those stairs. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> that might be it. That might That's be the, the whole scene. scene. I love it. I love these dumb mm-hmm. I just love them. I love when I get to make them interact with each other, because Garion is so tired of Ruben all the time. Garion's just really tired all the time in general. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, old baby. That's one of that's one of the that's the only true name I came up with during that. <laughs> um, here's another one. Just please give them a break. Give him yeah. a break. Can Garion have a break, please? There we go. Someone else format that. <laughs> we got you. Thank you. Um, I guess it's my turn. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. I've got a another resident idea that I'm interested in. You know. The thing about finding light in darkness is sometimes that is very literal, and sometimes that is very metaphorical, and uh, sometimes that's it's very nebulous whether it is one or the other or both. And um, I think at the base of the um, at the base of the fungal tree, there's. In some ways, I don't even know if you can really call them that much of a a resident. They're sort of just a an entity is also maybe kind of a strong word. <laughs> um, let's talk about humus. Humus is the soil that kind of you know at the base of the fungal tree and the g- garden surrounding it. I think as people have, you know, tended to the tree and tended to the gardens, I think that they've discovered that the soil has something of a personality. I fucking love that shit. I love this. I I don't know if they're, like, really, you know, I, I'm interested in exploring this as a, you know, a form of personhood or kind of an entity that is something that we can't really fully comprehend, but is still 
present and still um like its existence is still there you know like people know that humus is around and is a thing and exists but i don't know if they really know how it works their pronouns are i think they them and it it's i would love to just go around the table and just spitball like rumors or encounters or theories or just experiences that people have had interacting with humus I mean, my, my brain immediately goes towards the decay as an extant form of life. <laughs> you know, all that humus is, is it's, it's like, it's the like rich fertile soil created by decomposition and by like composting and the sort of symbiotic relationship that I feel like there are definitely a bunch of people who are like tending to it. And like, there are like a couple of people who are very in tune with the soil and maybe able to communicate with it, you know, like maybe you don't have to be a particular type of person to communicate with the humus, but there are a particular type of people who want to, and who actively seek out these interactions and communications. Is that anything? Yeah, that makes sense. But Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I don't know, I compost at home, and I, you know, my compost is perfectly normal, but the last time I went to the fungal tree, you know, I was picking some small mushrooms just to, you know, take home for, for a salad later that evening, and there was just this one snarl of weeds that I couldn't get out, and I was just pulling at it, and I was tugging, but it, it felt like the ground, like, shuddered underneath me. And the weeds just, like, flung out, like, they, they were, like, launched from the sky, and I, I don't know, it, it like, landed in my face, like, I, I got a whole bunch of dirt in my face, and as I was trying to, you know, clear the, the dirt away and, and pick up the mushrooms that had kind of fallen out of my basket, it almost, I, I felt like there was just the faintest hint of, like, somebody chuckling, or, or, you you, you like laughing almost in a in a in a playful way. Have any of you ever had an experience like that with humus? I mean, it's not like it's it's more of in a in a different direction, I guess. But I I did um you know my my mom passed a couple couple years ago now, and I went down, and I don't even really know what I was thinking I was going to do, but I was just kind of going around to the gardens. Um, seeing if people would let me plant her favorite flowers, um, in places. And I feel like when I planted them under the fungal tree, it was, it was the place where they grew the best in a way that I wasn't really expecting because, you know, there's already so many plants and fungi there. I was sure that they were going to get, you know, kind of over, overridden or overrun rather. And they didn't, which was pretty nice to see kind of like someone was looking out for me i guess yeah i've always heard that like if you left a gift behind that the next time you go through that the the humus would like totally give you a gift back but uh i don't know about spitting weeds out probably they didn't like the gift that you gave them last time (laughs) you know it's kind of like a crow like that Sometimes, I mean, yeah. sometimes it'll give me, like, bottle caps and stuff. Like, 
it's pretty fun. Mm. Yeah, I mean that I think gives me a real sense of this this character. Um what do I want to do for the true name? Uh, I think their true name is a gentle hug in the soil, too large to see, but always felt. Mm. Uh, hug. The idea that I had flew out of my mind. Oh, I remember what it was. So I had an idea for a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's called. Um... Uh, the underground parts of the mm. city. Um, not just necessarily the, like, if there is any subway tunnels, like, definitely the subway tunnels, but also just, like, networks of tunnels and the underground residential neighborhoods and just this kind of web that has been woven of this almost mirrored, but not quite, city that that just kind of, and they intermingle. With the above-ground folk, obviously. You know, a lot of people who live down there work up topside, but, you know, it is kind of like a ghostly echo of uh, what is up above, just underground. And some people just kind of like that darkness a little bit more. Yeah. I'm trying to decide where I want to put my landmark while Mac finishes up that neighborhood. I still don't know what to call it. I could go in a spider's direction since I've called it a web. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think actually calling it spider the spider uh, spider web. Someone please format this. My children are dying. <laughs> all of your spider. My children. children are ill. My crops are dying. Sorry, I got real dramatic <laughs> there. <laughs> all of your spider children are dying. All of my thousands of spider children. Spider babies. That's about what I got, so whenever, uh, just in case, I'm not, no pressure, Mab. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go ahead and stick it, uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and stick it on the docks. Um, so the, the idea that I had for the landmark is, um kind of like um like a little memorial that um every so often uh like there will always be like candles lit there um for you know sailors lost at the lake or you know one one phrase or another they tend to congregate down at the the docks themselves uh even though it isn't always just for sailors so the name of it is uh, Sea of Stars. It is the address is on a lone and broken jetty, a mound of stones erected to hold the candles of those who have passed. And its true name is Half Melted Stubs and the Scorched Remains of Flames Long Since Spent. Hmm. Hmm. Mab, we got to remember that so that we can put it in the City of Gulls. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Love it. Um events um oh actually um oh sorry never mind i um was reading a rule thing but i forgot to mention it earlier never mind okay uh so this is the last event and i want it to be like a nighttime festival 
maybe something like, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, where you put little lanterns out and float them out on the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Japanese mm-hmm. festival, I believe. And my brain's not working and I can't think of what it's called. Sort of something like that, but like not so sort of culturally tied where people sort of related to the, uh, where'd it go? It's like Entangled. Yes, like Entangled. Um, related to the Sea of Stars. Like it's like it's like a festival that maybe that is actually I think I like the idea of it's like a festival that is like centered around the whole concept that the Sea of Stars embodies throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, people light a candle and, and set it over the water for the people who have passed on in the last year, and then maybe those anything that is still left burning in the morning is collected and placed into the sea of stars nice yeah like that oh it's me Mm -hmm. um i think i'm gonna i guess this is a consequence and this is happening at the sea of stars or is it it happens across the city i think it happens like across the city but it is like i think it happens across the city but it's sort of centered around the sea of stars like the most people are there, mm. but then as you sort of spread out along the shoreline, like, there's still a couple mm-hmm. here and there. So, like, the main festival is is sort of centered on the Sea of Stars, but... Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, in that case, I think this consequence is... I think the, the morning after, at the, the Sea of Stars, there's... I think people, you know, are are coming to deposit some of the the candles and the lanterns that they left overnight, and they see curled around it a small. It it looks like a Donnybrook. It looks like the skeleton, but it's just a small. It's like a it's like a baby almost, and it's just you know ha- half submerged in the water and half kind of on the jetty sleeping kind of curled around the lanterns and i think you know as people kind of deposit their candles and and walk away and and as there's more activity throughout the day the donnybrook kind of wakes up and uh i think some people are a little bit nervous but it's it's very timid and it's very kind and and just really sort of gentle in that way it's a baby yeah. it's a baby yeah. Um, so I have a detail that leads into a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think that at the Sea of Stars, if you're okay with this map, depending on the colors of candles that are they're like the, the the candles are colored in a way that gives them meaning. Mm-hmm. Like based on like who the person that passed on was and you can like you can like obviously make a candle that has like multiple layers of color so that it's you know cuz no relationship is ever so cut and dry um and similarly with the lanterns and the question that i have is is that we saw a lantern float across the still waters of the lake that is a color that we have never seen a lantern or a candle be in before who 
lit that one, and what does it mean? Mm. Mm. What is the color? I think it's a shade that not uh that the human eye can't see. Mm. So how do we know it's there? It it's one of those things where it's like it, it's like you know how dogs can see have like more than just three cones in their eyes, so they see different shades of colors that we can't even dream to imagine. Or actually, it's not dogs. It's the other way around. I don't around. think that's dogs. I think, but you're, are you thinking it's of, something else? Uh, mantis shrimp. Mantis shrimp. Yeah, shrimp. Yeah. You know how shrimp can see in more colors than we can? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Okay. So maybe some of the non-human residents of the city can see it, but the humans can't. Yes. There we go. Mm. Yes. Huh. Yeah, I was wondering, like, would it have been something that uh, Ida had lit? Maybe. I don't know. We're leaving it open as a rhetorical yeah, question. Okay. Sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Well, now it's my turn. I guess I think a consequence is that like as this becomes like every year as the festival grows larger, um, as opposed to like it being just sailors and it expands to to more and more people that are being honored. Um there's like an unintended consequence, but it's, you know, it might be a good one is that now there's more people who, especially around the date of the festival, uh, like lantern makers are cropping up in the, uh, the twilight market. Uh, and like more often than not, it's, they're always new faces and they're never, they'll maybe be around for one or two years, but it's never really, it's always kind of a mystery of, oh, who's going to show up this year? And what kind of lanterns are they going to bring? And where do they come from? Who knows? But um, in that case, it's always just kind of like an influx throughout the Twilight Market of new vendors and always just a shit ton of lanterns and candles of all different types and like custom made and like the ability to go and like commission a candle specifically. But it does kind of like drive out normal operating business because it is so surrounded on this big festival. I like it. What am I supposed to put for the second part of the event? Just like the consequences that we came up with or like the question? Yeah, just like another perspective. Like, you know, we've looked at it from this one angle. Is there an underside? Is there a a second half that we're not seeing? Um, yeah. Nice. And is that us wrapped up? Yeah. Um, ending the session. Damn, I think that's it. Yeah. 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 After the final player takes their turn, the session's over. It's a nice place to bring it to a close, like thinking about the morning of the dead, but also the new beginnings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After the final player takes their turn, the session is over. Uh, take time to debrief with your table. Go around the table and highlight aspects of the session that you enjoyed and contributions from your fellow players that delighted or surprised you. Thank everyone for their time. Hey, guys. We did a good game. Hey, guys. Yeah. We, we hey, this, a good is city. A, this is a great city. This is a great city. Shit, we guys. still haven't named it. Fuck. <laughs> maybe we should close out with that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we should. <laughs> um... Fuck it, city name generator. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at naming cities. I don't know, I really like that, you know, we started with kind of looking at the, the technological aspects of it, but we also really 
wound up leaning into the magic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really just kind of one or the other. There was something really satisfying about that kind of synthesis. This is a great name that I don't even want to try and pronounce. Tra- what is this? Star Wars? Trasufium wood? That's good. Uh, I mean, it's not... I don't know if I feel, I'm feel feeling it for this city, but it is a good name in general. Yeah, it's a... Mm. It's, a, it's, a it's definitely a, a word. It's a word. It's something. Mm-hmm. But could the city be a wood or a grove or like something something grove or something wood? You know what I like? What if it's a veil? Mm. Mm. Could be a veil. Yeah. A veil really has that liminality to it. Yeah. That I feel like we've we've really kind of been exploring in interesting ways. What kind of what kind of veil do we want? What are what are the the veil vibes? I don't know. <laughs> um I'm just trying to look back over our cards and see if there's anything yeah, that... that sticks out. I don't know, I was thinking about we call ourselves the Serpent's Landing. <laughs> I was thinking about um Could we play into Donnybrook? Donnybrook could be, yeah. Um or like something with jewel tones. I felt like that that metaphor of kind of the um finding the light in the darkness. I mean the jeweled veil sounds kind of cool. Hmm. Jeweled veil. A veil of jewels. Everyone goes instantly silent. I'm trying I'm trying to think of good words while I peel my orange. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like any words at all. It's it's been a long it's been a long game. It's been a long day and my brain's not working anymore. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm in the same I'm in the same that's boat. That's true. Yeah, I mean Jewel Veil is that's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. We found, we came up with a name. We did it. So <laughs> say yeah, and it does have that light and kind of kinetic in the way that like you're reflecting the light through a jewel or something like that as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. The way a crystal turns in a window. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is that that energy is definitely warm, bright, and kinetic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go us. Let's. That's record our outro. That's maybe. the game. Yeah. Yay! We did it. We did it. We did it. We made a city. This was. Yeah. We made a city. This was a lot of fun. I really liked this. Yeah, this was really good. I love this game a lot. Thank you. I'm I'm so glad that y'all enjoyed it. Thank you for coming to play with us. Of course. And thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's close it out. I've been Mac. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. You can find my games at Citadel of you can find us, the podcast, at FTLcast on Twitter or at FTLcast.com, our Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. And you can find Standing Stones, uh, the podcast guild that we are one half of at the current moment, we're one half, um, at stones underscore standing on Twitter. Uh, I'm Caro. You can find me on Twitter, Patreon, and itch.io at C Excursion, spelled S-E-A Excursion. Uh, thank you all for having me. 
you can get this game on itch yeah. at cexcursion.itch.io. Go get it. It looks amazing. There's such it cute looks art so in good. Um, it looks so good. Yeah. The colors, mm-hmm. ugh. I know, I love those Shout colors. Shout out to Shannon Cow, the, the artist who did all of the interior illustrations. Her work is very good. Mm. Her work is so good. So, so, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Little Lady Mab, doing shenanigans. I've been Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and you can find my art at samkalo.art. Woohoo! Yeah! We did it! We did it. Um, Let's yeah. Clap. Um, I think that's it. Let's yeah. clap. Yeah. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!